WSB's Eric Erickson. The WSB 24-hour breaking news center is active. That guarantees you'll hear breaking news, weather, and traffic alerts immediately during Hannity and during Atlanta's evening news 5 to 7. Depend on it. Sean Hannity. The new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Jamie Dupree comes right at you from the Hill in D.C. On the Sean Hannity Show. All right, a lot going on in the news today. Top stories, Hillary's presser. Our other top story is 47 Republican senators signing a letter addressed to the leaders of the Islamic Republic of Iran. And there is outrage among the Democrats. And there's outright hypocrisy, too, which we'll talk about in just a second. But first, we welcome back Jamie Dupree. How are you? Hey, Sean. Yeah, in fact, a number of Republican senators that I spoke to today in the hallways, one of their favorite terms was hysterical or hysteria, uh, commenting that, uh, as, as we talked about yesterday, that that uh, in the past there have been Democrats in the past, as the Republicans cited, who have done things that the Republicans see as similar. Of course, the Democrats don't. It's one of the classic kind of things around here where you do one thing and it's different when the other guy does something similar. I didn't sense in the hallways today interviewing Democrats or Republicans that either side was backing off. I think the GOP, they understand that they're going to get it in the face and over the head from the White House and other Democrats. But their argument is that they, they want to force try to force the administration to uh, achieve some deal with Iran that then gets voted on in the Congress and not just done on an executive sort of agreement level. And the Democrats, of course, pushing back very hard. Uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein telling a group of us that this was an effort to undercut the president. Bill Nelson of Florida saying the same thing on the floor today. Really? So, yeah, both sides sticking. You know, Jamie, to I have uh, I have some interesting history here in 2007 against the will of the Bush administration. Nancy Pelosi went. And she met with uh, Syrian President Assad. It's like I said, it's always different yeah. when you're doing it. It's the honorable thing. But when the other side yeah. does it, it's uh, undercutting the president. And then yes. we had John Kerry meeting with uh, Commandante Ortega in uh, in, in uh, Central America. I remember and Nicaragua. Jesse, I remember Jesse Jackson. Didn't he go to Lebanon in the 80s when, mm-hmm. or something? I think it might have been during well, the Ted Reagan Kennedy. Remember, remember, or... t- remember Ted Kennedy? He actually said he'd work with Yuri Andropov to uh, bust up Reagan's pursuit of strategic defense. And by the way, when in 2007, when Nancy Pelosi met with Syrian President Assad against the wishes of the Bush administration, Hillary Clinton said she applauds Nancy Pelosi. Barack Obama said uh, he encourages the meeting. And Chuck Schumer says, uh, I don't think it causes a problem. And Dianne Feinstein, who's so angry now about a letter said about Nancy Pelosi meeting Assad. I'm very supportive of what the speaker is doing. So well, It was 70 years ago that Arthur Vandenberg, the senator from Michigan, gave his famous speech. It was even, I think, at the time called the speech heard around the world, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, on saying that, you know, a partisan politics should stop at the water's edge. That, that sounds great in theory, but I'm not sure it's ever really been the practice in politics in the United States that that uh, politics stops at the water's edge. There's always been great foreign policy divides. I think we just uh, rewind eight years ago and look at where the Democrats were on the uh, the Iraq war and everything that was going on there. Great uh, point. We can go eight years before that, and you know we can find instances where it was the other way around. So, yeah, I, I, that's why in interviewing Republicans today, I didn't sense that anybody was saying, "Oh, you know the the reaction's been so tough that I'm backing away." Now, it was interesting because we did talk downstairs to this uh, chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, Bob Corker of Tennessee. He was one of the seven who didn't sign it. And uh, he and, and Jeff Flake, I also uh, ran into him in the hallway today, the senator from Arizona, another one who didn't sign it. And they just simply said that they felt like that the, the Republicans could make their point in a different way. And they, they didn't feel like that 
sending that letter was the right thing. Obviously, 47 Republicans did, and uh, and they're sticking to it at this point. Well, I think this was an, an educational moment because the president uh, apparently doesn't care too much about the Senate's role in ratifying treaties and that the president, I think what they said is just accurate. The president wants to bypass the Senate once again and their constitutional authority. The president seems very uncomfortable with this whole concept of, of separation of powers and co-equal branches of government, and he wants to go his own way. And uh, I think the Constitution is very clear uh, that the Senate does play a role in this, and what they said is absolutely true, and and that this isn't going to uh, work if the president acts unilaterally, and I think it was a good message sent myself. I do think we have seen, though, both parties, when they're in the White House, try to do things in terms of executive international agreements and not bring them before the Senate. I've never seen a case where anybody has snubbed the Constitution like this president. Well, yeah, eight years ago, uh, the Democrats were saying the exact same thing about George W. Bush. So well, what again, law did he, what, what no, no, law no, did no. he undermine? My point is only that in politics, both sides see the work of the other as being totally against the Constitution. I mean, you go back and look at what was the Hillary Clinton line from the other day that somebody dredged up on the Republicans shredding the Constitution. And Barack Obama, that was a big theme of his. So both parties have certainly accused the other of doing exactly that. Yeah, but exactly I think that, that there's a big difference here, and that is that there are, for example, I'll pick immigration. There are immigration laws on the books, and the president, rather than work with Congress to come up with a new law, because we have a law, the president's executive action on immigration undermines the law, the current law of the land. Now, I, maybe the Democrats use the same words, but I can't think of an instance at all where President Bush ever uh, didn't abide by the law. Well, I'm not going to make their arguments for them. I'm just saying that to me, it's a very familiar argument from both sides. And, you know, the, the two arguments don't meet. Immigration, it's really interesting because yesterday when we talked, you know, that the, the Justice Department had said to the judge down in Texas for a second time, if you don't rule by this time, and it was yesterday, by close of business on Monday, then we're going to go to the Fifth Circuit. Now, so far, we haven't heard anything. The judge uh, said last night, uh, issued an order for a hearing next Thursday on the 19th down in South Texas, not really just on the issue of the president's executive actions, but this thing that we found out last week about how 100,000 people had been given the extensions with the new amount of time, the longer time frame of the president's executive actions, a three-year extension mm -hmm. for a work permit and for a deferred deportation. And that for, was sped up, wasn't it? Yeah, and they started handing those out evidently in November, well before the February 18th uh, deadline or a mm -hmm. start date for this. And there's a price that the taxpayers are going to have to pay. And I think the judge, I, I really think judging, uh, reading between the lines of what he put out last night, I sensed that the judge was pretty aggravated with what happened, and so he um, he agreed to another hearing to possibly then lead to more discovery. Uh, he said, due to the seriousness of the matters discussed therein, the court will not rule on any other pending motions. And that, that tells me that uh, this is not racing at the speed that the Obama administration wanted, but obviously after two times threatening this judge with, we'll go to the Fifth Circuit, they haven't done that as yet. It might be the Fifth Circuit might look at them and say, no, you can't come here until you finish with the judge down there. It's going to be very interesting to watch. I don't see the president winning on this in any shape, matter, or form, as you and I both said from, from day one on this. I'm starting to wonder whether uh, to, we two-track this to the U.S. Supreme Court. Maybe. Both, both it's possible, on the stay right? request and then on the, 
on the basic thing. Again, you know, politically, without the number of votes needed to get it done, this represents the best challenge for the states uh, and for the Republicans, obviously. Let me uh, zip right back to the Hillary Clinton thing real quick, because I wanted we just got this a few minutes ago. Uh, Trey Gowdy, the chair of the Benghazi committee, has put out a statement in which he has uh, demanded that Hillary Clinton turn over the email server to a neutral third party. So somebody else could look at it and take uh, take an investigation of it. And also, Gowdy has said that Hillary Clinton will be brought in not once but two different times to testify before the Benghazi committee, once on the Benghazi attacks and the second time just on her email situation. Well, her short press conference, and it was very short, didn't really answer the question of the gaps in the emails, especially as it relates to Benghazi. In other words, that whole time period is MIA. Remember, there was an 18-minute gap in, in the tapes of uh, Richard Nixon that caused him the most problem uh, problems at, over time. Uh, I think the worst answer— Rosemary Woods was ahead of her day, huh? Well, I guess so. Um, I think the worst moment in the press conference actually came uh, from a question from Andrea Mitchell, although she was, like, apologizing for asking it, and that is— you know, taking money from countries that abuse women like Saudi Arabia. Her answer was, well, I'm proud of the the foundation and it's clear where we stand. And she doesn't answer the question. I think that's going to be a very, very big problem for her, because uh, as I went through on this program yesterday, the seven countries in particular that we've been talking about, their treatment of record and their women, their record on women's rights is a is a abhorrent. It's horrible. Well, the only thing that I, w- I would say from years of covering the Clintons, is I've seen several times when we've been in this exact same position, whether it's been Whitewater or other things, and she always seems to be a survivor, so we'll have to see what happens in the days ahead. Certainly, it didn't seem from a just a, a PR standpoint to be the best move to wait for all this time and to have this gin up to such a furor. I mean, if you looked up at the TV this afternoon, every single network was running this. It was even on CNBC and Fox. I think it was on Fox Business as well. Everything was covering what Hillary Clinton was saying. But I just still wonder, is it is it really being tuned into? Or is it just well, one of those good things with the Clintons? You know why it matters? Because this... Well, I didn't say it didn't matter. No, I no, just... but it matters. I mean, people may say, well, you're asking a good question. Will it resonate? Um... But this is going to be the next president of the United States. We've got a lot of problems. The last thing we need is to be distracted as a country with one scandal after another. Uh, one good piece of news happened today. The Obama administration did drop their effort to ban armor-piercing bullets. Yeah, the ATF, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, they, they said that they had received over 80,000 comments, most of them against this idea of banning certain armor-piercing bullets uh, that uh, they could get through bulletproof vests. So the ATF, in a tweet, said, quoting here, you spoke, we listened. Uh, they plan to study this more, but it's certainly from their statement, which if you, you can find it on my blog at jamiedupree.com, they said that uh, they're going to process all the comments, make them, put them out on the Internet so everybody can see them, but then they're going to further evaluate the issues. That just sort of the bureaucratic speak of their statement didn't tell me that they're anywhere close to doing something. I did get some notes from uh, some messages from listeners today saying, well, well you know, why or why does the ATF get to do this? And, you know, again, this is yet another example of where the Congress has delegated authority to uh, the executive branch. 
And I still wonder, I hear a lot of complaints, especially from the Republican Party, about, you know, how can you let this agency do this or that? We'll see whether there's any move by the Congress or by Republicans to restrict some of these things on behalf of the executive branch. The more disappointing thing to me is Republicans don't stand up for their constitutional authority, and we've been over that a lot. There's a poll that came out today, NBC, Wall Street Journal. More Americans are looking forward to a political change in 2016 than they were in 2008. Yeah, and I think this was the same poll you're talking about. I was digging in some of the crosstabs of of it today, and I was struck by the positive possibilities for two people on the Republican side, Scott Walker and Marco Rubio. And uh, they had uh, very low negatives, uh, very high positive ratings for them. And but still, even with all the controversy, Hillary Clinton's numbers were still in the plus range uh, in that poll. I think it was the same one. But yes, uh, well, look, one would think that that will be an argument for one within the Republican Party that translates into not Jeb Bush. And then two in the national kind of general election, if Hillary Clinton is the nominee, not Hillary Clinton. Don't go backwards. Mm -hmm. And uh, I listened in today. There was a 2016 forum here in D.C., Four candidates to show up at. Uh, I think it was the International Firefighters Union, if I remember correctly. And Marco Rubio uh, and a bunch of others, Jim Webb, uh, Martin O'Malley, uh, Ted Cruz, and others were there today. And so, you know, the machinations are really going here. I would assume in the next six, uh, four, six weeks or so, we're going to see more of these people actually announcing their candidacy and getting in. So, what else you got going on in D.C. today? What else are they working on? Uh, the, the To me, the biggest thing is uh, certainly what's happening with Iran right now and the fact that not only did the, the Republicans stir things up with this letter, but they also backed off bringing up this Iran sanctions bill. You know, the Democrats, even though they have uh, they profess their sort of aggravation with what the administration is doing, they still have not gotten to the point where they're ready to break with the president and vote against him to add sanctions. They've talked about it, but they haven't gotten to that point as yet. We'll have to see if any of that changes. Senator Menendez of New Jersey, who we talked about last week with that uh, the, the story that he would charges would be brought against him soon for corruption, he told reporters today that uh, professed his innocence and also demanded an investigation into the leak surrounding that, which you have to admit, it was a pretty big leak coming out of the Justice Department. And yeah, I think it was to send a message. Oh, was, sure it was. Don't they, those things don't just happen just because. Yeah. And, of course, he opposed the president on Cuba and on the Saran deal, and I think the message was, don't mess with us, we got dirt on all of you. Then That's again, the- he, also, uh, he, he also has not broken with them. He is one of those Democrats that has not gone that far as yet. All right, Jamie Dupree, thank you so much. See the you, most Sean. connected man in Washington. When we come back, we'll check in with Senators Mike Lee and Marco Rubio, talk about their economic plan, get reaction to the Iranian deal, and... Hillary's presser, and much, much more. And then we have uh, Senator Tom Cotton. Also, we will uh, tell you about the fury, this frat out in Oklahoma, at the University of Oklahoma. The president, literally David Bourne, went out there and just ripped them for this racist rant that they had on a, on a bus and said, you're disgraceful. Real Sooners are not bigots. Real Sooners are not racist. And it's creating a massive, massive controversy. And uh, the question is, should they be thrown out of school? Hey, think about the time, the money, the hassle it takes to hold a meeting. You get on a plane, you pack your bags, you go to the hotel, you get a car, you you finally get, then you have a meeting, you're exhausted. And guess what? You go back to the hotel, you pack your bags, you get in your car, you return in the car, you're back on a plane. Guess what? 
You could have a meeting and see everybody eye to eye, meet your clients, coworkers online with Citrix, go to meeting, smarter way to meet, and meet wherever you are, whenever you want. Go to meeting. You can meet from any computer, tablet, smartphone, iPhone, iPad, and without the travel expense, without the hassle. And uh, the great thing is your team can join by clicking a link. No sign-up, no speed bump. You have perfect HD quality video. Now, I'm so confident that you're going to love GoToMeeting. I want you to try it. No obligation, 30 days free. You have nothing to lose, nothing. Just visit their website, GoToMeeting.com, G-O-T-O, Meeting.com. Just click on the Try It Free button, and you can have your first meeting up and uh, running in uh, seconds. And you get 30 days free. GoToMeeting.com, GoToMeeting.com. Sean Hannity. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB.